Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, I'm John McEnroe, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast. It is Sunday night after a big week in the tennis world and we are putting together a very off-the-cuff tennis podcast here for you. I only decided to do it about half an hour ago. It's a good good job Catherine's in, isn't it? I, I asked her about half an hour ago if she fancied doing the tennis podcast and lo and behold, she did. Because, Catherine, we have a great storm coming tonight, so nobody's going out. Has your house stayed up so far? apparently it's going to be bigger than the 1987 storm even michael fish has been tweeting about it such is the magnitude of the uh, the weather we have coming our way so yes for overseas listeners uh, michael fish is a weather forecaster who uh, once said famously in 1987 that the storm that was on its way was nothing really to worry about <laughs> and lo and behold it blew down half the country uh, but uh, we don't call them hurricanes over here but but that's more or less what we're talking about uh, tonight and uh, it's getting a bit blustery outside my window. I don't know what it's like where you are, Catherine, but I don't think we would get too much of a good game of tennis going if we went out there now. No, I, I think these these are what you'd call challenging conditions, to say the least. Actually, it's a good job. But obviously, with the purity of my hitting from the baseline, I, I'd still be all right, I think. But but I think your uh, your sort of kind of more agricultural style would struggle in this agricultural style i don't even know if that i don't know whether to protest about that i don't know whether it's an insult or not well so maybe i'll just know, leave it to hang in the air i'm just going on on the evidence that your brother has given me from your previous matches <laughs> anyway we move on uh that's the weather forecast outside you know you didn't know you're going to get that as an optional extra here on the tennis podcast but you have uh, but today we've had a, a couple of significant finals and first of all we should really start with the uh, the wta finals in istanbul and won yet again by Serena Williams, who has now put together two of the most spellbinding years of tennis imaginable. I think she's lost about nine matches in two years. And the woman almost died three years ago from that pulmonary embolism. So what an achievement it has been. And she just goes on and on. And, and I think she's done so, Catherine, whilst really struggling this week emotionally to, to, to just deal with the length of the year and, and I don't know whether there's something else bothering her in her life but I think as she said she'd hit the wall and and quite understandably so and and I think perhaps this year she's she's in the past she has a, she and Venus as well in fact have been accused of you know picking not 
as it were, being full-time professional tennis players, although I'm sure full-time off the court. But in terms of sort of playing a full calendar year, rather picking and choosing the tournaments that they they wanted to be involved in. Um, whereas this year, she seems to have been more omnipresent on the tour somehow. Um, and so I can quite understand the toll it's taken on her. Um, and we need to stop talking about Serena because... I just think we're running out of words and running out of superlatives. Who else are we going to talk about? Well, I know that in in women's tennis, there's just nobody even close, which leaves us with a bit of a predicament because I think think you can only resort to hyperbole, really, with Serena now because her achievements are just so sensational. Yes, yes, interesting uh, view. Uh, And I would say as well, uh, I I had a a debate with a few people on Twitter about whether it's a more impressive achievement to to do what she's been doing, to be at the top of the game, age 32, to have had such dominant years and to keep that going with the motivation issues that there must be there you know she's got to find her own motivation because she hasn't got that much in the way of rivalries is that more of an achievement or would it be even more of an achievement if she'd got her big sister for instance or Justine Ennan at the top of their games up against her as well for for me it's the it's the um it's overcoming the um motivation factor for me that's that's Perhaps what surprised me most, I think a few years ago, I would not have predicted that she'd be in this position at the age of 32. Um, and precisely, and having nothing to do with her, her tennis ability or her her potential to be in that position, I simply didn't think she would want to be um, still out there grinding away at the age of 32. I thought motivation would absolutely become an issue at some stage and I'm full of admiration that she still wants to be on a tennis court, um, whatever the weather, despite the fact that, I mean, as you say, the rivalries just aren't materialising or aren't so really amounting to much. The, the question I asked on Twitter tonight, about half an hour ago, when we decided to record this, was, is she going to retire before somebody knocks her off her perch? So is, is she effectively going to become her own biggest rival in as much as she just decides either physically she can't do any more or maybe she's achieved everything she wants to what do you think or do you think somebody will come along well let's think about it we've got the existing challenges to her which is you know Azarenka Sharapova Linar I suppose on this really only only Azarenka really isn't it are any of those so question one is are any of those going to up their game to be able to to truly properly challenge her I, I would say only Azarenka I mean I, I keep waiting for Lena because I think she has got the sort of game that can do damage to anybody but really Azarenka is the only one of those that has beaten her on a few occasions and looks mm. like beating her in big Grand Slam finals when I mean that, that, the problem with Azarenka is she hit the wall about a month ago and she hasn't played well since the US Open final but when she is fresh and ready she can still give Serena a proper match. Well, I do agree. However, she's she's not toppling Serena off her perch at the moment. And so in order to do so, you'd have to think that Azarenka has to improve somehow, has to find that bit extra. And I don't know whether she's as great as she is. Perhaps she's pretty much at her peak at the moment. Um, and question two is whether there's any young challenges that can come along and truly truly 
give Serena a run, run for her money. And there's no doubt that there are people there on the horizon. But at the moment, for me, they're a, a way, way off um, Serena levels or even, or even being on Serena's radar, I suppose. So she's, I, I she's think got the, some breathing space it's, from that it's, it's, it's the psychological edge she has, though, isn't it? And the ability to just keep doing this. And, I mean, we've, I, we've talked about Sloane Stephens, who beat her in the Australian Open, gave her a good match at the US Open. But Sloane Stephens does appear mentally sometimes to just, you know, not be quite sure some weeks whether she can really be doing with it all you know whereas maybe a bit like a young Serena in that way I suppose I mean she is a very young girl but it's not just having the game to do some damage is it it's it's about whether they can match it with her psychologically Martin Banks here on Twitter uh, at Tennis Podcast has said she'll retire first she'll she'll tire mentally before physically but when her mind is on she's so much better than the others so he says she'll retire first uh, snillmott uh, who is at sheepish 17 some great twitter handles out there says i think she'll retire before anyone will succeed her she has no real opponents well it seems pretty categoric out there i can't see anybody coming back to us and saying uh, that that anybody out there at the moment will be able to step up and achieve that well, I'd, I, frankly, I'd probably agree. I mean, everything about her game and her place in women's tennis is dominance, isn't it? Dominance and control. So why why wouldn't she have complete control over her her retirement, her maintaining her position and her standing in women's tennis? I just I just can't see sort of someone wrestling that control from her. And putting her in a position where she's the the challenger, wanting to get back to the I, I just I can't picture it. I suppose, um, no. and I think physically, um, a physical wane from her is looks looks a way off, still. Indeed. Well, she's the champion. Congratulations to her. Another fantastic year and. Uh, uh, health permitting, she'll be back out doing the same thing again next year. I wouldn't mind a bet. She says she'll play a couple of events less, and I think that's probably sensible. Um, but uh, Serena Williams, all dominant and focusing on history, trying to uh, usurp next next year perhaps the records of Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova on 18 Grand Slam titles. She's on 17, is Serena, and she's also got Steffi Graf maybe even at 22 slams in her sights. And uh, she'll be back in Australia next year. Well, last week, uh, Catherine, in the tennis podcast, we actually got to mention the bloke's name again after a good month and a half calling him he who shall not be named. Except that f- we didn't because we no, recorded well, the, the, minutes the, before his victory. Ah, uh, yes, but clearly you didn't listen to last year's show, last week's show, then, did you? Because at the end, after the Mark Ross interview, I came back on when you were fast asleep and actually added, "Well done, Grigor." Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. That was one of those optional extras you get like on the old you sort added of a single. hypnotic well done, Gregor, for all those people that had, that had fallen, fallen asleep. Deliberately so. All those people that like to be lulled to sleep listening to our podcast. They were rudely awoken by your voice coming back over saying, well done, Gregor. That that was those were my exact words at the end. Which <laughs> believe I, I I mean you go and listen to it. I mean it's disgusting, isn't it, tennis podcast listeners? That, that the presenter of this show can't even bring herself to listen to the final product. Honestly, anyway, um, yeah. So those were my final words, uh, and uh, and indeed he he uh, he can be named for this week only, Catherine. After this week, he goes back to being named he who shall not be named. Until he reaches the Grand Slam quarterfinal. Really? Are we going to keep doing this? Are we going to well, keep setting him, setting the bar for for yeah. when we can utter his name? Are we going to keep raising the bar. Well, it's for when worked we can so utter far, hasn't it? It worked a treat with the with the title. So you know, next one is Grand Slam quarterfinal in the Australian Open, and and I'm sure psychologically, telepathically, he's sensing all of this, even though he might not be an avid tennis podcast listener no, he knows that this is going on desperately seeking tennis podcast approval it is it's a it's a motivational factor that has spurred many a person on it over has, the 18 yes. months that we've been doing this so correct um, why not yeah uh, absolutely uh, and uh, and this week he played his dad what he played his dad roger federer baby oh, fed against oh, big gosh. big fed you're a bit slow on the I uptake. see where your mind's gone there now. Yeah, okay. you know, and quick me. Uh, it's, it's the great storm, you see. It's starting to whip up down in the south there, where I'm up in the north, where it's uh, it's beautiful outside, tropical conditions. But Grigor Dimitrov played Roger Federer, and we both said Dimitrov would win, didn't we? Let's be honest. We did. And he didn't. We did. So, There's uh, no escaping that, from it with Twitter. That didn't go too well. Uh, but it was... I, I've asked on, on Twitter, you know, was it... Was it a, was it an exciting thing to to witness, or was it just plain weird? And I kind of feel it was the latter. Really, yeah. did you you didn't enjoy watching it. I found it weird. I, I, they're, they're they're so similar, and it's in style. And I found it very very strange to watch. I mean, I did quite enjoy it, but it was because it was Federer, and and it seems um, sacrilegious for anybody to imitate Federer on the same court as him. Because I mean, there's plenty of other other players who 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 whose style has been a mimic of another person's style, and you've seen them match up on, against one another. And in the end, it can be a little bit odd, but it it's not sort of uncomfortable to watch. Do you think? Do you think that's because it's Federer and he's just so untouchable and and godlike, I suppose, in the I spirit of tennis that he... imitation is not appropriate? Or, no, I mean... no, no, nothing to do with that. I just think it's it, it just felt weird to watch it because been watching Roger Federer for 15 years, the greatest tennis player of all time, arguably, certainly the most um, beautiful to look at in terms of his style. And to watch another fella who we are obviously smitten by watching do exactly the same thing up the other end of the court, I, d- I didn't quite know. I-, I wasn't watching it like a tennis match. I wasn't watching the the sort of points and where the ball was going. I was just watching the way they both hit the ball and just found myself mouth gaping and thinking, this is just bizarre to watch this. It's like watching a bloke play against his clone. 
Oh, well, I mean, yes, I, I can't, I can't disagree. There were moments when it was a bit odd, but it, I don't think it unsettled me in in quite the way it seems to have unsettled you, shall we say? Yeah, maybe I, I just need to get over it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, he got he got roundly beaten anyway. With that that much we do know, um, and uh, you know, I think he'll have to uh, to learn a few things, won't he? Uh, I've got one more question that, I, that I've asked everybody on Twitter before we get on to your questions, Catherine, because you're going to throw a few into the mix this week. Uh, Juan Martín del Potro keeps beating people at this level of tournament. He beat Rafael Nadal the other week. He, he's beaten Roger Federer now in the final in Basel. When's he going to do this in a Grand Slam? Well, he's already done it in a Grand Slam, first things first. Yeah, but that was years ago. Yeah, years ago. Uh, and... In the intervening period, he has had significant injuries. I don't think they're a factor anymore, but they certainly have been um, up until recently, I think, up until probably more recent. I think the wrist injury is a very difficult one to come back from, sort of confidence-wise. And But anyway, I don't think the injuries are a factor anymore, so let's set those aside. Um, Momentum-wise, it's very difficult, isn't it? This is the worst period in the season to have momentum in your favour for because it's it's very, very difficult to carry it through to, to the Australian Open. Um, not to say that it's not possible, but, you know, there's a, there's a month's gap, you know, carrying momentum through and sort of maintaining it during an off-season. is That's not really what momentum is about. So, and the other thing is that um, I do think the conditions indoors suit him perfectly um so not that i don't think it's fair to say that we're getting a sort of false impression of of how impressive he can be because i do think he can translate it into grand slam success certainly on the hard courts um but it's a shame for him that there isn't a slam on the surface which definitely seems to suit his game well i'm going to interrupt you best. Catherine, because i think he's going to do it at the australian open Wow, really? Yeah, there you go. Wow, wasn't expecting that. You've just blown one of my questions right out of the water. Well, there you go. I've answered it. That's how quick I am. This Australian Open, yeah, to be clear. next Australian Open. He's the champion. Okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow, okay. That's a big old prediction, isn't it? One Martin Del Potro for the Australian Open. That only came to me about, well... About 30 seconds ago. So, uh, well, not at about the moment he was beating Federer to win no, the Basel title. No, it's just come to me. It's, wow. my, it's my eureka moment, my epiphany, and there we are. Uh, that's my prediction, and I'm not changing my mind, apart from the fact that Novak Djokovic has won the last four titles or whatever it is. So um, maybe I am changing my mind. No. No, I'll stick with one Martin Del Potro. Right, that's uh, one of your questions answered. Two more. Off you go. Okay, first up. Um, oh, hang on. Have you? Yes, you have answered my question. Yes, uh, so we won't need to rehash my first question. Yes, you have. You have. It was going to be. It was going to be. Who? No, let's not rehash. Okay. Second question: Will Dimitrov beat Federer before Federer retires? Yes. Yes, there will Absolutely. be a changing of the guard. Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know. I think he'll beat him. That doesn't necessarily mean that Dimitrov's going to go and win. 17 slams no but at the time it will without doubt feel like a changing of the guard whatever comes after it yeah okay yes he will okay Un- wow. unquestionably and it will happen next year 
Okay, boom. This is very efficient question yeah. answering. I like it. No messing around. Okay, next one. Um, Serena, what... I'm, how how cruel am I going to be? You're quite demanding of me when you ask me questions. So I'm going to ask for a month and a year for her retirement date. Serena Williams will retire. When are we now? It's 2013. It's October. I think Serena Williams has got three more years left in it. So three? I think she, 35? Yeah, yeah. So I think she will retire at the end or by the end of 2016. And I think she will. I think I've already said how many more she'll have mass, haven't I? I think she'll get to 23, something like that. 24. 24, I think she'll get to. There we are. Is that right? Crikey. Yeah, no, something it's like very that. all right. Yeah, yeah like she'll, beat, she'll beat Steffi Graf. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. Very exciting, isn't it? Well, there we are. It was a, a quick slapdash tennis podcast uh, for a Sunday night. But you know what? I've got to go outside and uh, make sure the house and the, 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 the fence and, the, and the, the, the table and chairs don't blow over. I've got to go and put everything away. It's, it's pitch black out there. A bit scary, Catherine. Yeah, batten down the hatches. That's what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, well, it'd probably be one of those, uh, like on CNN, where you know you get somebody in every corner of the country waiting for the hurricane to hit, and then nothing happens. But well, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean that is sort of the way of things in this country, isn't it? Anything that's not sort of cloud and drizzle is billed as headline-making weather, whereas in cloud other countries nobody would bat an eyelid. Do you know that's, that? That reminds me of one thing that uh, I was I was trying to get the better of Goran Ivanisevic once in a in a bit of a you know conversation, and he said, "What do you know? All you know is tea and rain." So you know, well, I can't really he, argue he, with that. He is a philosopher, that's for sure. He is, yeah, absolutely. Well, there you are, the tennis podcast for another episode. Thanks for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll speak to you soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com